I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, you can head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I bring on a uh, guest that I had on in the past, and I liked him so much that I had to bring him on back. Uh, so today's guest is Dev Streischek, and he's the principal over at Devon Risk Advisory Group. Uh, Dev, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Adam. Looking forward to having the conversation with you. So um, um, when you propose the show topic today, um, what businesses need to be thinking about to prepare for the next recession? I mean, that, that was amazing topic, number one. I think it's on a lot of people's minds, so I'm excited to get into that with you today. Um, but before we do that, let's get, we have a lot of new listeners. I don't want to assume they caught the first episode, so let's start off with having you give a little bit of a breakdown on what you're doing over at Devon Risk Advisory Group and how you're helping your clients, please. Sure. I retired from SunTrust Bank at the end of 2016, and uh, much to my surprise, I found there are a lot of people out there who wanted to know more about uh, everything from credit risk underwriting to how to write a credit uh, uh, a credit memo to uh, how to manage portfolio risk. Uh, and along the way, uh, people also were interested in topics like critical thinking, and how can I write better? And I've written a couple of hundred articles on finance and credit risk and other topics over the years. And so writing comes pretty naturally to me as well, of course, to you, Adam. And so I was a little surprised at how much people are interested in it. And this sort of gels into uh, uh, basically uh, doing webinars, uh, consulting with individual banks and bank organizations, on these topics and more, uh, accounting topics, how do I deal with uh, the new lease accounting standards, the new revenue recognition standards, how do I cope with the, the current expected credit loss, the new way of accounting for credit uh, losses, all of this stuff hitting the, uh, the accounting books, if you will, in the last, oh, the, the last two or three years. So a lot of, a lot of stuff to do out there. So um, I'm happily retired. I just don't have to drive downtown. Uh, and uh, I can get a little bit later. How about you, Adam? Oh, man. I, I love your story, Dev, because uh, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, so you, you thought you were going to, I mean, you're still happily retired, of course, but you thought maybe that life was going to slow down a little bit, as many do think in retirement, and then you, when you did retire, you see all this need for the skill and the value that you'd accumulated and the knowledge that you've accumulated through a lifetime of working with these large organizations and helping them. So love that um, Love that we that, love that we pull you back to get that from you. Um, and speaking of Dev, um, I like to transition in today's, into today's topic, which is um, really what financial organizations need to be doing, um, or at least thinking and planning for, um, to prepare for the next recession. Uh, so, where do you want to begin? Well, let me start with the idea that there there are still people out there that are buying the line that uh, we're, uh, prosperity is going to run for several more years. Uh, of course, we bankers tend to predict uh, a recession uh, almost every year. 
you know, some, some of my friends have predicted uh, the last five recessions nine or ten times. Wow. But this one is unique in that we've got really low interest rates. So there's no penalty for borrowing. And what also is going on, there are some people out there thinking, hey, this is going to come to an end. And so you're seeing a proliferation of of borrowers going after some of those long, longer-term debt because the rates mm-hmm. are so low right now. But uh, if I were uh, if I were a bank president, this is when I would start uh, looking at what companies are in industries that are really vulnerable to recession. And the recent trade wars uh, indicate a couple of things. Number one, agriculture, because China is a major partner of ours. The second one would be just construction. It's not just contractors. It's when contractors stop building homes, building offices, there are several other industries that begin to suffer. Carpeting, appliances, furniture. So there's a, a real domino effect. And there are enough indicators that uh, credit is getting a little bit tighter and that the quality of it is starting to drop off a little bit. Uh, it clearly is a problem for what they call subprime auto bars, people who have credit scores uh, under 550 or 500. And we're now seeing eight and nine year auto paper. So that market uh, is very weak right now. But the first step would be identifying those industries that are going to be really, really sensitive to a downturn in the recession. What else can I tell you? Yeah, and speaking of um, just speaking of some things that are that are happening indicators. So I've noticed, and um, like your opinion on this one. I, uh, speaking of lending, so I've just noticed some of the, and they may be under different packaging, but um, it, it just it, to me it's just worrisome. It's, uh, and that's the idea of some of these mortgages that are being written now with the, the the stated documents and the and the and just the kind of money that's being loaned. And it just it just I don't just reminds me of you know what happened in 2008 where if somebody you know before all the regulations and everything else changed, um, if you had a pulse, if you could walk in, if you could sign your name, you could you could possibly buy a home depending on what area you were at. And uh, I don't know if we're that um, extreme at this moment, but I'll tell you, some of the mortgage products I've seen out there and some of the things that are happening is very reminiscent. Um, any input or comment on what's happening there? Well, there's a good news, bad news story. First, uh, because of the Great Recession, the Dodd-Frank Act that was passed back in 2010 has certainly toughened up uh, the mortgage business. Uh, unfortunately, the bad news is that many banks have given up on doing mortgages and mortgage lending has shifted to non-banks that are not as uh, uh, scrutinized, not as regulated as the banks. Still, uh, there is uh, more attention being paid to uh, mortgages, but at the same time, the cost of housing has risen very dramatically. And consequently, you're finding a market in which uh, uh, the idea was that after the Great Recession, people would need apartment buildings. I couldn't pay my $2,000 a month mortgage. Uh, now, how do I pay for a new apartment that costs $2,500? The apartment builders, the apartment, um, the, the multifamily housing investors, that's the fancy name, are interested in luxury housing. And in market after market, you see this disconnect between the housing uh, that's opening up new apartments and the price points. 
Uh, and uh, the, ironically, the uh, tax act that was passed uh, went into effect a year or so ago actually uh, took away some of the uh, some of the benefits of buying into some of the affordable housing projects. And so we do have a we do have a housing problem uh, in that more and more people are finding that they're priced out of the market. And of course, for people who are living in California, uh, Oregon, Washington, the West Coast. Uh, we, could, we can't even begin to understand their pain here, and uh, I live in Atlanta. Uh, uh, but even in my old hometown in uh, central Ohio, uh, the price, uh, what I hear from my old uh, school friends, is that the price of housing is incredibly, incredibly expensive. And this, uh, that tells me this is a nationwide phenomenon that this continuing gap between affordable housing and what people are making uh, will continue, which means people are pushed into cheaper and cheaper um, uh, housing, uh, apartment housing, and not mm-hmm. exactly what they hope. Yeah. So um, that's great. And uh, in terms of your insight there, and yep, I'm in California, and I can attest it's not getting any cheaper. I'm five blocks from the beach now, and uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know, I don't know, like it's definitely not getting any cheaper in Santa Monica, and I don't, and I only see it go up year after year. Anything that you're looking at goes up um, for many, many years. So real interesting there. Um, so yep, it pain there. But um, so Dev, any anything else interesting that you notice or trend wise or otherwise you care to comment on going into 2020, just starting this new decade, new year? Well, uh, it's actually been going on for really since 2013, 2014. The entire mm-hmm. ag sector is really in the doldrums. Uh, to the point that just a couple of days ago, the regulators issued a "Be careful about lending on uh, lending to farmers and agriculture," and it's the same basic problem. The commodity prices are really very, very low. And when uh, when China shifted away from the United States as a consequence of the trade wars, uh, the the pr- uh, prices of soybeans, wheat, uh, pork, beef are much lower. Uh, to the extent that um, uh, no, 80% of the milk uh, products, we're talking about uh, powdered milk, uh, uh, the whey, uh, all of this stuff you never must think about, mm-hmm. uh, those uh, those revenues have dropped by 80%, all because 80? of China, 80%. Wow. So, wow. Uh, for those of you living uh, in the country, um, maybe you're lucky and you're living in a place that's not uh, too impacted uh, by this, but with the ag sector uh, in the doldrums, uh, it begins to rip, uh, ricochet through the, uh, through the rest of the, uh, the rest of the market. Uh, no need to buy uh, farm equipment, uh, and um, uh, what might happen is you might find food prices a little lower, but when the recession comes, it'll be too expensive anyway. Mm. Wow. Well, hey, Dev, really appreciate you coming back on this uh, 2020 reunion episode. It was great to have you on the show again, and uh, great to get your insight. Always love talking to you and uh, and getting your perspective on things. Always provide that high-level overview. And um, so, Dev, if somebody is listening to this and they do want to follow up you and learn more about the work you're doing over at Devon Risk Advisory Group, um, what's the best way for them to follow up? I think going to LinkedIn and finding me uh, is probably the simplest, easiest way. 
And that's uh, Dev, D is in dog, E is in echo, V is in Victor, Strishek, S is in Sam, T is in Tom, R is in Robert, I is in Igloo, S is Sam, C is in Charlie, H is in Hiatus, E is in echo, and K is in Kilo. Awesome. Perfect. Well, hey, Dev, again, really appreciate you coming back on the show and uh, sharing your insights and background. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Dev, thanks again for coming on the show. Well, thank you, and take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.